Welcome to the ERMI Podcast. This is Joel Applebaum. I'm the Chief Content Officer at ERMI. And for over 40 years, ERMI has been an industry leader in educating and informing insurance and construction risk management professionals. In this episode, we're delighted to bring you a snap talk from the ERMI Construction Risk Conference titled Personal Power by our friend Rose Hall. She's the Strategic Operations Manager in Risk Engineering at AXA-XL, and we all have personal power, but we don't all use it effectively. Learn from Rose how to find your personal power and use it for maximum impact and influence in business and in life. I hope you enjoy it. So we're going to talk about personal power today. How many people think that they have power? How many people want to have power? Everybody, yeah, yeah, you want to have power. You want to have personal power, and I'm going to tell you why. Because everything that you want for your business, for your relationships, for your life, everything that you want ever, you can attain through power. And power is not, it's not loud. It doesn't come from a title or a role or an award or a bonus. It comes from within. And the reason this conversation is about personal power is because you each have it. You all have your own power, not someone else's power. We're going to talk today about how to find your own personal power and how to use it and leverage it to get your greatest potential. And I'm going to start by telling you how I found mine. About 10 years ago, I came up with a little idea called the one word test. And it's a risky little game we're going to play here. But what I did was I went around and asked. I wanted to see how I was being perceived, what I was putting out there in the world. And I went around to about 20 of my colleagues, 20 plus of my colleagues individually, so that they didn't have the benefit of anybody else's answers. And I said, what is the one word that you think of when you think of me, assuming you ever think of me? And um, they all gave me some answers. And I got the same word nine times out of 20 plus answers, the same word nine times. So I had to really think, um, I had to really think about what that meant. And the word that I got was intense. <laughs> Pause for effect. Um, and when you look up intense, you see extreme force, degree or strength, having or showing strong feelings or opinions, <laughs> extremely earnest or serious. So I had to think about what this meant. Now, some of the synonyms for intense are almighty, keen, exquisite, some of the synonyms are also dreadful, excruciating, vicious, vehement, violent, and hellacious is my favorite one. And I had to think about what this meant for me, that I was coming off so intense. And incidentally, I still do this. Whenever I tell this story, I actually ask the person that I'm telling it, what's your word, before I tell them what the word was I got nine times, right? And I still get this word all the time. So my intensity hasn't changed over the past 10 years, but what has changed is what I do with it, Right? I'm not trying to get rid of my intensity. It's part of who I am. I'm balancing it with other aspects of my personality, and I'm learning how to harness it and use it to my benefit. Okay. So um, I played this game about a year ago with a close-knit group of people, and we were at a dinner. And as, as I told the story to you all, I said, what would be your word for me before I said intense? And we went around the room, and I got some, some answers. And one answer I got was the word audacious. And I thought, well, that's, okay, that's, 
that's a little hard to hear. And I digested it for a moment. We had this awkward pause where, and I said exactly what I thought. I said, that's a little hard to hear, but thank you for that, right? This is a tricky little game because you really have to be, um, you have to be present with it and you have to be willing to hear what's going to come out, right? So this person said audacious and I, and I swallowed hard and I said, that's hard to hear, but thank you. And she kind of gave me this funny look. And we had this awkward moment, and then she went, okay. And then we had a really lovely rest of our evening. And it stuck with me the next day. I was thinking to myself, God, she thinks I'm audacious? Um, because this was the idea I had in my mind of what the word audacious means. Showing an impudent lack of respect. Insolent, discourteous, insubordinate, rude, ill-mannered. And I'm thinking to myself, and this is somebody I respect and have respected an industry leader that, um, that I've known about before I had an opportunity to meet for years and decades, right? And God, she thinks I'm audacious. This is just, okay. And then I read the second definition. Showing a willingness to take surprisingly bold risks. Courageous, dynamic, adventurous, bold, daring. And so I sent her a text and I said, is this what you meant or is this what you meant? And she said, no, I meant the second one. And I said, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, but the one word test, you know, it's a tricky little game because you don't know what you're going to get. And you have to be willing to, you have to be willing to own it, whatever it is. Right? So, um, owning your word and owning your power. One more little anecdote about, um, about my, me, my story and my power is I, uh, I do CrossFit and we did this competition couple years back, and there was a photographer there, and I didn't know he was running around snapping pictures, and I also did not know that I made this face. <laughs> this is awful. I mean, I, I, I don't, and I was really embarrassed by this photo, and it was all, splashed all over our CrossFit website, and my husband thought it was so great that he printed it, blew it up, and put it on our fridge, and proceeded to embarrass me with it for the next six months, and, <laughs> and I thought, that's the worst picture in the world, and I can't believe I'm showing it, actually. Um, but then I saw this one. This is an Icelandic CrossFit Games athlete. She's one of the top athletes in the world. She got 17,000 likes for her pain face on. And then my picture didn't embarrass me quite so much. And I thought, okay, well, that's what she does with her intensity. And if she can look like that and she can get 17,000 likes and she can go to the CrossFit Games, I can live with that picture on my fridge. Right. So enough about me, let's talk about you. How do you find your own personal power? And the first thing I will say is strengthen your strengths. So it's much easier to strengthen your strengths than it is to strengthen your weaknesses. Why? Number one, you're already good at it. And you like to do it, and you're good at it, and you feel strong, and you feel empowered, and you feel inspired when you do it. So I'm, I've been a runner for many years, and I took up triathlon uh, five, six years ago. And I hate swimming. I really hate it. And I'm terrible at it. And am I terrible at it because I hate it because I don't practice? Because I really just want to get to the run? And so we all have these. I did, you know, about 10 years ago, I did, um, in the process of this one word test, right? I went to a leadership retreat. And I did all these tests beforehand to try to evaluate what I needed to work on to get me to the next level professionally. And so what they're really doing is they're looking for your weaknesses, to say, okay, well, you're not so great at this, this, and this. Let's work on it. What they should have been doing is looking for my strengths and strengthening those. You wouldn't take your star pitcher 
and stick them behind home plate and say, work on your terrible catching skills. Because that's not what he's good at. Right? So strengthen your strengths. Do the things most often and practice the things that you're really, really good at. Right? Um, posture, pros, and position. Your posture, how do you carry yourself? Because you will be perceived with what you put out there. It's a mirror. And if you carry yourself and you kind of always walk around like this and, you know, you, you like apologize for everything you're saying and, you know, I'm really not sure if this has been said yet, but, you know, um, uh, that's how you're going to be received. So if you want to be received and perceived with strength, have strength in your posture. Okay? Pros. Your words matter. They matter a lot. And when we use words like kinda and um, and I, I'm not sure if this has been said or not, but maybe I'm wrong here, but you, every time you do that, everything you say after becomes less relevant. You've already negated yourself. And there's enough negativity in the world, we don't need to start out by telling somebody that what I'm about to say really doesn't matter. Second tip on pros, if you want to not be interrupted, stop talking. Lots of people say things, and then they trail off into um land and kind of, sort of, vil. And then the other person who you're having an engaging conversation with isn't sure if you've completed your thought or not, so they start to jump in, and then you haven't really completed your thought, so then you do this thing where you talk over each other. It's the worst on conference calls, right? So if you're through speaking, come to a conclusion and stop talking. And if you're present with the person, close your mouth, too, because then they know that you've completed your thought and that you're ready to listen to what they have to say. And position. Position's an interesting one. How you position your strength, when you use it and when you don't use it, right? So intensity is great if you're on Survivor. Not so great if you're at game night, neighborhood game night. They're like, relax, Rose, it's just Pictionary, you know? So you have to know when to use it. You have to know how to position yourself and position the strength that you own and use it when you want to and, and not when it's not useful. So I was at a conference a couple months ago and I was trying to get a workout in in the gym and I had 15 minutes because, you know, we're always rushed at these things, right? And I had 15 minutes to get a workout in and anybody who's done CrossFit knows you can get a pretty good workout in in 15 minutes if you really get at it, pain face on. Right? And so I get in the gym and I'm like, all right, I got my plan. I get in there. I got my barbells. I do my thing. I am pain face on. I am looking like, I'm looking like, um, I'm looking like the prior slide. And there's a guy next to me doing, you know, bicep curls and resting 20, 30 minutes in between each one. And, <laughs> and he, um, when I'm done, I put the barbells down and I sit down to rest. <sighs> and I take my pain face off. And I look over at him and I go, How's your day going? You here for the conference? And he just looked at me and he goes, who pissed you off? <laughs> um, know when to use it and when to turn it on and when to turn it off. And every time I see him at the conference, we still have a laugh about that. He's like, do you work out today? <laughs> you know. But it's how you position your intensity, right? Your power, whatever it is that's your personal power. It's how you position it, how you use it. And the last thing I'll leave you with is empowering others. Because let's face it, it's not all about us. Right? And power is something you can give. You can give it to somebody else by saying, Kevin, 
that was an amazing presentation you did yesterday. It was really outstanding. You know what I loved best about it? What I loved best about it is, and then you tell them something very specific about what makes them powerful. And those people who haven't done the one-word test can start to aggregate those thoughts in their brains and figure out where their strengths are and hone those in. So I do, um, I do alumni interviews for my graduate school. And um, there's a handful of us in my area that do them, so we decided to do batch interviews. So we rented out an office space on a Saturday. So there was no one in there from the bunch of regular offices, you know, the, the typical L-shaped desk with the computer and the really awkward guest chairs on the other side of the desk. And um, all the other interviewers were sitting behind the desk and having the student, the high school student who's shaking like a leaf, sit in those really awkward uh, guest chairs. And I thought, well, that's not the way to get the most out of that person. That's not the way to really learn who they are so that I can write a thoughtful report about whether or not they would fit for the school. I switched it. I put the student in the chair behind the desk, and I sat in the awkward little guest chair. And I still asked the questions, but they felt empowered because of where they sat. They didn't feel like they were being grilled. They didn't feel like they were being interrogated. They had the power position, and whether they knew it or not, I knew that it brought out a little bit more of their personality, a little bit more of their strengths. And these are outstanding students. You know, these are, these are, um, but they're shaken like a leaf because they're interviewing for the school they really want to get into. So I switched it on them. And I think I got, you know, I had a really, I had a great day. I, I, I felt like these students opened up a little bit because I took the back seat. So these are my take-home power tips for you. I hope you guys will all think about this. I hope you will go out there and find your own personal power. And I would like you to be audacious about it. Thank you. Thank you, Rose. Hey, thanks for listening. Go to ermy.com for more information and be sure to subscribe there to Ermy Podcast for more talks like this and to be notified when a new episode is released.